Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. My name is Kevin Kaufman and I am your host. Today I am joined by Chris and Warren over at CSSI and we are talking about what is normally a very boring subject but today is super exciting, taxes. We're talking about taking advantage of advanced wealth building strategy and how to accelerate tax benefits. I think you're going to get a lot out of this, not only for yourself if you have ever invested or plan to invest in real estate, or if you work with clients or friends that invest in real estate, this is such a great episode for you to start to get some greater knowledge on the topic. Before we go into that though, I would first like to ask you a favor. Please go over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA. That is ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA and choose your favorite app, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, Podchaser, CastBox, etc. Go over there, do me a favor, leave us a review, leave us a rating. That's how this show grows. It's the only support that I ask for. You can also now on mobile anyways, go into Spotify if that's where you listen and you can leave a five-star rating on Spotify. So please do that as well. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. If you like this show at all, that is the number one thing you can do for me is to leave me a review and a rating for uh, Fred and I. So anyway, all right. So today's episode, as I mentioned, was with Chris and Warren. You're going to like it. We're going to talk about why cost segregation is such a powerful strategy. We're going to talk about how bonus depreciation works, what happens when you sell investment properties, and so much more. This is just meant to be tip of the iceberg to give you an idea of what else is out there in your wealth building and investing journey. So without further ado, please enjoy today's episode. All right, guys, we are back. And this week, I'm excited for this episode. We're joined by Warren and Chris. Uh, Warren and Chris are with a company called CSSI, which stands for Cost Segregation Services Incorporated. Did I get that right, guys? Yes, you did. All right. All right. I'm one for one. All right. We're doing it. Um, so Warren and Chris, let's, let's do this. First of all, what the, and I don't care, whichever one of you uh, wants to take this first, uh, we'll kind of bounce around with, with the two of you guys, but what the heck is CSSI? Like, I know I just said it's cost segregation services incorporated, but goodness, what is that? That's a mouthful. Uh, well, here's, here's how I explain it to people. Uh, cost segregation services incorporated is a, is a company that conducts an engineered based study that helps people who own income producing property. Could be a commercial building, could be a, a rental, residential rental. And it just speeds up the tax depreciation benefits that they would get over a long period of time. We can get them all today. When it comes to um, uh, residential rentals, you get 27 and a half years to get all those tax benefits. We can get them for you today. So all it is, is just speeding up what you would have gotten over the next 27 and a half years. Or if it's a commercial building, like a medical building or an office building, it's spread out over 39 years. And you never know how long you're, own, you're going to own your building. So why not take advantage of all those tax benefits now? So that's what it is. It's an engineered-based study where we speed up the depreciation. And for those who own property, you know exactly what we're talking about. Awesome. I, I appreciate that. Warren, is there any way you would answer that differently or anything you would add to, to the way Chris just described what you guys do? We are an engineering-based consulting firm, and we help building owners reduce their income taxes. That would be the simple answer. You know, the, the, oh, the longer answer getting there, the, the IRS says that you can depreciate a building two ways, straight line over a longer period of time or accelerated. And we do exactly what Chris talked about, 
accelerate about 30% of your building, 20 to 30%. You can get as a deduction today, and the end result is lower income taxes for the person or the people who own the building. Uh, you just got the listener's attention, lower income taxes, right? Like that's the, so that, I mean, that's the key. Every, everyone wants to be able to pay less income taxes. That's for sure. Um, whichever one of you wants to take this, what, how, like, can you give me a little more detail on that? What do you mean by lower my income tax? When you, when you say that, what's the, what's the key to doing that? I like Warren's introduction better than mine. So I'll let Warren take this one. Go ahead, bud. <laughs> I forgot the text so ask that question again, please. I apologize. Ask so you said basically it's it's we're re- helping people reduce taxes, right? And we're doing that through yeah. through the rental or the income producing property. Give us that maybe just give us that next layer down. Like how does that happen? Where, where, and where do you guys come into play into doing that? Now the IRS says you can depreciate your building over 39 or 27 and a half years. 39 for commercial property and 27 and a half for residential rental, like Chris said. They also say that you can do what's called accelerated depreciation. So what we do is take your building and we break it down into different tax buckets. There's a five-year bucket, sometimes a seven-year bucket, a 15-year bucket. Uh, Things in the five-year bucket would be interior carpeting. Uh, It would be mold, crown molding in in an office building. and self-storage, it would be interior doors and your your wall partitions. 15-year assets is anything outside, parking lot, landscaping, fence, signage. And so what many CPAs do is they take your million dollar building and they just take one thirty-ninth every year for 39 years. We break that building into those different buckets and then you're able to take 20 to 30 percent over five or 15 years. In the current climate, there's something called bonus depreciation and that allows you what Chris said to take it immediately. So that 20 to 30 percent creates uh, if I have a million dollars and I can get 20 to 30% of it now, that's a $300,000 deduction. What does that mean? If I made 300000 in income and I have a $300,000 deduction, I pay zero in income taxes. So that's, that's, does that answer your question? Yeah, no, that's good. I, I was going to go to that. My next question, which is, Hey, there, you know, part of this, part of this, what makes this so attractive is this thing called bonus depreciation. Um, and the way I understand it, of course, I, I'm definitely not a tax professional. I don't even play one on the internet. Um, and that's that I'll leave that to you guys. But the part of that is like, we've got a period of time where we've got a hundred percent bonus depreciation, right? So can you tell, maybe give the listeners the kind of just the high level overview enough to go, Oh, I think, I think now I, I understand why that's important. Yeah. So if I, if I can do a cost segregation study and identify five and 15 year assets, I'm supposed to depreciate those over five or 15 years. So that's better than 27 and a half or 39 years. But if I can depreciate all that immediately and get that deduction off that my income now, then I, I pay zero taxes now instead of waiting five or 15 years. If I ask you the question, Hey, you just won the lottery, you know, Kevin, do you want a lump sum that you can invest and in, in put, or do you want it paid out over 40 years? What's your answer going to be? I'll, I'll take it now. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can, you, you have that money in your pocket. Now, what can you do with that money? I can buy another property. I can make improvements on my existing property and increase my rent. So same concept with cost segregation. If I get a, a big deduction now and I don't have to pay taxes, can I use those taxes instead of going to the IRS? I've got a deposit on a new property or I've got, you know, I'm able to do improvements and in, in up my rent or, or, you know, whatever. The, the, the whole idea is time value money. I can gain interest on that depreciation 
as opposed to the IRS giving me a little bit every year, you really can't gain interest on it. But if I've got more of it now than time value money, I put it to work. That's the idea. And uh, I appreciate that. That's a great example. That's the way I kind of explained it to a few people recently, which is, well, because the question was posed to me and I'm sure uh, you hear this all the time. I'm sure Chris, you do, especially kind of being out in the field and talking to people on the front side, which is, well, I'm going to uh, like, I'm going to get that money anyway. It's just going to take longer versus getting it now. And the way I look at it is I'll take it now. Cause even if I can only make it worth $1 more, that's still, I trust myself to, to create more value from that money than quite frankly I do by letting it be in the hands of the IRS, you know, or just kind of letting it trickle back to me over time. I, I agree. And the thing I always say to that is, you say, well, why should, what's really the advantage? I said, well, what happens if you, if you have a building that's going to go for 27 and a half years, if you sell it in 10 years, you just lost the last 17 and a half years of tax depreciation for the IRS telling them you don't have to pay them. If you really like paying the IRS, I can't tell you what to do with your money, but I sure, if I can help you not pay them more, why wouldn't you? You don't, you never know what's going to happen. So most people don't hang out of their buildings forever. If the right price comes along in the right situation, you're going to sell it down the road. So why take that chance? And as Warren said, it all comes down to the time value of money. Yeah, I like that. Use it um, now. Use that money now. If you do it right, depending on the buildings you buy, the tax benefit these studies can create can offset your personal tax liability. Well, you really do it right forever. <laughs> what is that tax benefit around? You buy another building, and I do it on that one. I do it on that one. I do it on that one. So it's all about it's working within the laws that they've created, and that's what we're here to do is help people not pay the IRS as much as they don't want to. And here's why I think and, it's and, really – Sorry, Warren, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, in the end of that, I've talked to older clients, men and women that, you know, are in their 50s and 60s, and they're like, I'm not going to be alive in 39 more years. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah that's a great way to take it. Yeah, great way to look at it. <laughs> you know, I, I think, um, what you know, one of, one of the other things I, I think is super important, why I wanted to make sure we got you guys on the podcast, because, uh, you know, obviously, so about a year ago, we were introduced to you guys from our, from a law firm here locally for us in Phoenix. Um, great guys who, who have been doing our business taxes for years. And um, one of the things that we realized about this type of um, this type of tax benefit was, so as a, as a, as a real estate agent, right. I'm I want to have as many deductions as possible in 1099, but that can be tough when it's time to go qualify to buy something. And so with the deduction that I'm, that we receive most mortgage, the mortgage companies will actually go, Hey, I know that it looks like you didn't make any money because you had this big giant deduction from your building or from your properties. We can add that back into to your calculation of your income. So now I get the benefit of the higher income that I actually earned, as well as the dual benefit of not having to pay taxes on all that because I was able to accelerate the depreciation. And I think that's so important. That's that's an advanced strategy for going, hey, if I, especially if I want to be able to qualify to go buy more, especially in single family residences, it's lot more of a personal qualification in most cases. So I think that's such an advantage of why, why those of us in, in the real estate space should be doing this. And we, we, we've had bankers that recommend this to their clients that say, you know, hey, it, it, it shows me that they've got more cash flow in the early years of owning the property and it, they're going to be more loan worthy. They're going to be able to pay their, their notes when they might be struggling because they might build in, you know, they might be building rent trying to get tenants in their, in their space. So I've had I've had uh, bankers tell me that you know if they truly understand every now and then you get someone that doesn't understand appreciation but 
most of the time they say, no, this, this makes my client more loan worthy. They're going to be able to pay their loans off better because you're putting more cash flow in their hands. It's a good thing. Absolutely. So putting more cash flow in their hands. I've had people come to me and say, I think I'm going to buy this building. Can you run a free analysis on? Sure. So we run a free analysis and then the tax benefit that's going to be on that building may dictate if they purchase that building or not. You don't necessarily have to own it. You're going to buy it. You know, quotes are good for six months. So I always tell everybody, if you're curious about a building, give me a call. We'll run a free analysis. You have nothing to lose by finding out what you don't have to pay. You're gaining all the education to make a better decision. So you don't yeah. always have to own the building. So I, I had that happen with a particular group right as the 100% bonus depreciation was switching. And they went from, I think, $120,000 in tax benefit to three eighty. That made the decision pretty easy to go ahead and buy the building. So yeah. something we I can think- look at as well. I think it's something that it's it's so easy to look when you look at numbers when you're trying to looking at a building or or houses homes etc for for what it's worth and evaluating it but you got to have the whole picture if you're going to really evaluate it right and I think something like this can be in my experience can be I mean it can be the difference maker in and of itself or it can make it worth it in and of itself I remember Chris you you guys you did an estimate for us recently on a property. We, we, we bought and initially thought we thought we would just end up flipping, decided to turn it into a long-term hold because we realized, you know what, let's have, yeah. let's have Chris take a look at it. And you gave us an idea. And to be frank, we were both surprised at the amount of, uh, of the tax benefit that was going to come from it. And we're like, let's actually make more sense to keep now. Let's, let's keep this and turn it into a long-term rental, which we did. And so I love that because you helped us make a strategy, a decision around our long-term wealth. And of course, I would always love to just accumulate more and more rentals. I'm, I'm definitely not a fix and flip guy. I don't want to be in that space. Um, I want to accumulate assets for the long run and being able to know that I got you guys in my back pocket to go to when I'm evaluating deals to me has been hugely valuable. And that's why I wanted to get you guys on. That's part of the reason why I wanted to get you guys on today. You know, one, one of the questions I get a lot, and you, you're probably going to ask this coming, but I'll, I'll throw it out there. People are saying, well, how much is the tax benefit? And I go, I don't know. Great question. Let me run the free analysis. But I can give you a rule of thumb. The rule of thumb is on newly purchased property, roughly $70,000 in tax benefit per building, per $1 million building purchase in cost basis. So if you figure if it's roughly $70,000 per million, you're going to roughly figure thirty dollars to $35,000 for $500,000 building. And then half of that for $250,000. So the second question is, there's a, there's a lot of miseducation out there as well. People think they know exactly what it is, but until you talk to a, a firm like ours, you really get a good understanding. And people say, well, I heard you can only do it on million dollar buildings. No, we'll do, we'll do analysis on buildings as low as, you know, $225,000 standalone. But if it's a portfolio, I've seen us go down as low as $150,000. So you're not as restricted. People aren't as restricted as they think they might be if they just heard the term cost segregation, but the rule of thumb is kind of keep that in mind from a tax benefit from a building purchase standpoint as a kind of rule of thumb is when you're looking for property to, to, to go with. You know, you just struck something and, and you had, you brought this up to me prior to, and um, I would love to hear who, whoever uh, wants to take this question, but you, you kind of just gave sort of a rule of thumb, right? And so it might be easy for the listener, especially the listener that's too cheap um, to go, why, why don't I just have my CPA do this, right? Can't, can't somebody just do this in-house? Is it an easy calculation? Why does, why does it take uh, hiring a firm like you guys, uh, like using an engineering firm like CSSI to do these type of studies? What's the, what's the value in that? 
Well, Warren, I, I know what I'd ask, but I really like to hear what Warren has to say on this. The IRS allows several types of cost-sex studies. An engineer-based cost-sex study is kind of the gold standard in the IRS's eyes. So we are an engineer-based consulting firm. Um, we know of others where uh, they've been audited and they've had difficulties. We've got an amazing track record. We've some, done somewhere in the neighborhood of 25,000 studies. Uh, we've never triggered an audit, but we have had to represent our clients about a dozen times who were audited for other reasons. And our cost seg eventually got into it. And uh, we, in every case, we had happy client and happy IRS. So um, th that, that's why we do what we do. And, and, and we also, uh, how we would differentiate ourselves from other, other companies that do the same, similar things is that we really consider ourselves a consulting firm. I picked up a client just the, uh, about a month ago. And he said, I've used a cost seg firm before, but you guys are way more knowledgeable than the other guys I've used. I want somebody that I can call exactly what you touched on, Kevin. I want somebody that I can talk to that says, what's the best strategy? Here's what I'm doing with my property. I'm buying, I'm renovating, I'm, I'm building. I'm, you know, who can I talk to to kind of tell me how can I maximize my tax? But there, there's way more on the table than just cost segregation, but that's just the easy thing that people are aware of. And so we act as consultants to really coach people and say, wait, you know, it would be better if you did your improvements next year because you're also going to get the benefit of tearing some old stuff out and throwing it away. That's an expense right now. You know? So that, that I think, is, is the difference between us, and that's why you might use our firm. We're going to consult you, uh, strategize with you, tell you the best things to do. Sometimes a cost seg may not be the best thing to do. So, we're, we, you know, we're, we're good enough to say, hold off on that, you know, you know, on, on this property, maybe do it on this one, hold off till you do all your improvements. So that's just kind of the, the whole process of why you would call a firm. Um, additionally, too, we're going to maximize the benefit that you can get in an engineered based cost tech study. We often will have a CPA call me and say, I kind of did a mini cost tech study on this. I did the parking lot and I did carpeting. And can y'all look at the numbers and we'll get 40 or 50 percent more than they initially got because we can identify all the different parts and pieces of the building as opposed to just the low hanging fruit. So those are some of the reasons you would use us instead of just going to a CPA or somebody else. So did, and did I, like, I like, if you don't like to tag on to what he just said, you said a pretty big, pretty important thing, 40% more, 40% more tax benefit than the CPA did. That's a lot of money. So, and the reason is, is the CPA gonna go out and do a site survey, take pictures of the building, no. Are they going to know how to read blueprints? No. Do they have construction engineers at their site? So it's, I always compare it to, you know, I, have a, I drive a Camry. It's a great car, but it does not do what an F-150 does. Plain and simple. You're going to be able to get more out of it from, um, from that other vehicle. And those things are different. And you also uh, hit on uh, an audit. So question is uh, that I've gotten, will, this, will, will I get audited because of this? No, and I, uh, a cost segregation study will not trigger an audit. However, if the IRS ever wants to audit you, they don't like to call your shirt or what you're doing that day, they're going to audit you. So we don't treat cost segregation as a commodity. We treat it as an engineered study. This, this is a completely different animal. So compliance is, is massive with us. So there's things that we do that not everybody else does. We send our reps or a company that we don't have a rep in the area. We need to get in there and take pictures ourselves. We've had old homeowners say, well, I'll take some pictures. You probably can, but you're probably not going to get everything that I'm going to get. I'm going to get every nook and cranny. I did a dental office one day, 127 pictures. 
In all fairness, it was a big dental practice. But because of that, after the analysis, we took the, everything else, the appraisals, the blueprints, the site visit, that analysis, you know, coming out about 20% lower than the actual tax benefit. So those are the things a company like ours brings to the table. Compliance is paramount, North hands are butts. Warren's right. I've told clients, this doesn't make sense right now. So they say, well, can I do it next year? My rule of thumb, Warren, jump in if you, if you think something's different. But I've always heard and run with, if it was built or purchased or renovated in the last 20 years, let's take a look at it. Now, obviously, if you do a tax, if you do a cost based study on the building that was purchased last week, the benefits could be much higher than if it was purchased 15 years ago. But right. that doesn't mean there's still isn't going to be something there. And uh, I just I wanted to tap on that 40% of the compliance thing in the uh, the 20 years. So I've rambled on long enough. Please, Kevin, continue. I want to go backwards on two things before, before we wrap up. Um, so number one, Warren, I think you, I just heard you mention, uh, you might not have used this, used this exact word, but it just became in sort of my awareness probably in the last week or two uh, was kind of deconstruction versus demolition when when doing a, I'll call it a remodel for, to make it easy. Yeah, I understand there's a, there's a benefit for decon. Is that what you were referencing just a minute ago? Yeah. So, so there, there's one of the other services we provide is we call it a pad, a partial asset disposition or asset disposition. If you have a roof, for example, and, and you've been in your building for 10 years, you've depreciated that 39 year asset for 10 years and you're going to tear it away, tear it off and throw it in the trash. You've got 20, 29 years of value you're throwing in the trash. So you're able to write off the, the labor to remove it and the asset itself, the remaining value. So, you know, if you're doing a roof or an HVAC, your CPA can do that using the producer price index. But when you're going in and doing sheetrock and studs and carpeting and concrete and perfect for us, we can, we can analyze all that, put numbers to it, capture what you're throwing away. Then all the new stuff is going to get something called QIP, Qualified Improvement Property, and you're going to get bonus again on that. So a, a key thing I like to tell people is when you're doing a renovation, you usually have a benefit when you take something out and then you also have a benefit when you put it in. Most people just think about, Oh, I can get bonus when I do improvements, but they don't realize I get a pretty big expense when I tear out something and throw it in the trash. That's great awesome. question. Yeah, that, that's great. Well, I think, I think what I want the listener to take away here and definitely what I'm taking away again as a reminder is, there are, there's so many advanced strategies that we could be tapping into that are literally right under our nose that we're not even aware of. We're, you know, I know so many real estate professionals that are out, they're buying, they, some of them are, you know, we're all buying at different levels. Some of them have a goal to buy maybe one house a year or some are buying a house a month. I know people buying a house a week. Um, and, the, but the point is, oh. is um, there's some advanced strategies there that we should be looking at heavier. And that's where a firm like yours comes into play as an actual, I look at you guys as like a, a partner or a trusted ally to, to help me in kind of my journey in, in, in wealth creation and, and, you know, building assets and maintaining. And, and that's really what I want people to take away from this. I guess the last technical question I have for you guys before we wrap up is, um, is something as well too, going back to something you said earlier on Warren, uh, or maybe it was Chris, who said it talked about, you know, Hey, if I want the depreciation now, what if I sell it in 10 years, I'm going to miss out on the 17 years or, you know, or the other 29 years in a commercial property scenario. W what happens with the, what's the recapture? Like what, what, am, what am I dealing with when I go to sell my building or home? If I've, let's say I've 
done my cost seg, I've accelerated the depreciation and I get 10 years down the road and market's hot. I got something else I want to move on to. What am I, what am I dealing with there with when it comes to recapture? Warren, would you have it? The, um, so, so the whole idea is that depreciation, you can kind of consider it like an interest-free loan from the IRS. Whether you do straight line or accelerated, you're able to use that. Most people think the depreciation is mine. It's, it's really not. It's, it's the government's. And, and they give you a small amount of it. So when you sell the property, think of it this way. You have to give that depreciation back, but you're able to keep the interest. And so that's the difference between accelerated depreciation and just normal straight line. I, I did the lump sum, so I got 30% of it now. I'm able to keep everything that I can gain from that in the form of interest, the principal I have to give back in the form of recapture. And so that's kind of kind of how it works. The, the Whether you do straight line or accelerated, there's recapture and there's different tax rates depending on what level you're at. There's a capital gains rate, there's a personal rate, there's a, there's a uh, accelerated or personal property rate you know, different, different degrees of that, but you can always offset that, uh, you know, by 1031 exchanges. I get a lot of people that say, Hey, I'm selling a building, but I'm also buying one this year. Okay, great. Do a cost seg on the building you're buying this year and use that to continue to defer that recapture or that gain. And, and then the last thing is we, we don't do a study for this, but there's a, there's a concept called diminished value. If I've been in the building 10 years and I paid a hundred thousand for the carpeting, the carpeting's not worth a hundred thousand when I sell that building, so that I can I can diminish the value of those personal property items, and I can assign that to the structural items, and that decreases my recapture as well. So there there are answers to that, but many people just continue to do like Chris said, cost eggs till they defer it, defer it, defer it, and and hope that uh, you know when they die, it, it the by then if the step up in basis is still there, then our kids can take advantage of it. You know, I mean that's. That was one thing that was on the table for tax changes in this latest bill, but it, it did not make it through the, the initial proposal. So, um, so that still is available to continue to defer it until your kids get it and it all starts over and they can do depreciation again at the new appraised value. That's fantastic. That answer your question? That's awesome. Yeah, I'd like to like add on to that too. So I typically, well, what's the, what, again, what's the rule of thumb? We want to keep this as simple as possible. 70,000 roughly for every million. If you're going to sell it within the first two to three years of purchasing it, we typically say it's probably not worth it for the amount of redemption which you're going to have to deal with. If you're going to hold on to it for three years, do it. What's the worst case scenario if that was the plan all along was to hold it for 20 years? And if you bought a building for $400,000 and next year somebody offers you a million, you're probably going to sell it to them. So that's okay. You took advantage of at least a year's worth of this. So there's, it's still going to be some kind of benefit to you to, to do this. So, and you mentioned the, the deferment. I took this line immediately and stole it from a guy that we work with, Kevin. Um, the tagline on his emails is, two things in life are certain, death and taxes. I can help you defer one of them. And I <laughs> love that line. I just, I absolutely love it. I put it, I go, I'm stealing this. It's going to my email today. So that's, and I get it, it's kind of, kind of gets a smile out of people's face but yeah think of those two rules of thumbs and the analysis they're free you got nothing give, give me 10 a day i don't care just bring them on give me 10 figure out which one find their buildings we'll do analysis pick the ones you want to do it on that's fantastic the, the, the easiest the easiest thing in the world is run the numbers 
we don't charge to do that. Let us run the numbers and you can see if you can benefit. Yeah. That's fantastic. And what I'll do guys, um, rather than having everyone try to scribble everything down really quickly is I will get the, your links and phone numbers and, and website links, et cetera, like that, drop them in the show notes. So if you guys, if you're listening to this right now on audio, which like you, which you likely are, they're in the show notes. They'll also be on uh, the YouTube page or the Facebook page. If you go there as well, often uh, to, to listen or to watch the video, it'll be there in the notes and we'll make sure that gets out to everybody. So Warren, uh, Chris, thank you both very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to do this with us and sort of uh, explain to us the basics of cost segregation and, and some of the things that you guys do and the differences in the different types of reports. I appreciate that. And uh, guys, I cannot recommend them enough. I'm not, this is not me here trying to sell something that I don't use. This is me actually saying, hey, uh, since about a year ago, we, we, you know, Warren and Chris and I were talking offline before we hit record. And since the, the, the law firm that I use for taxes introduced us and said, hey, you guys got to talk to them about your buildings that you're starting to buy, your rental properties. And we did and it just changed the game for us. I mean, you guys, uh, so personal thank you uh, because you guys have made a big impact for myself and my business partner, Fred, who you know, Chris, uh, in, a, in a big way. And so we just wanted to make sure that the listeners got exposed to this as well. So thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kevin. This has been this has been fantastic. And Warren, thanks for joining us. Yes. Thank you. Enjoy it, Kevin. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of EXP Realty, and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today. Not ready to join our community? No problem. Continue enjoying all this great content on our podcast for free.